and welcome to the podcast today. Sorry we missed yesterday. It is 2.15 now, Wednesday, June 30th. Um, missed yesterday because Alex and I couldn't link up. To be honest, there wasn't a ton going on. It's the quiet time of year, news-wise. People on summer vacation, not as much happening, and also... Um, I wanted to work on a weekend project coming up this weekend for the 4th of July. Uh, through the summer, we've been doing a lot of throwback weekends. There's obviously a lot of holidays that happen in the summertime from Memorial Day through Labor Day. So this weekend, Red, White, and Boy Band on Q105. We're going to start around 6 o'clock on Friday night, and it's going to go all the way through Monday. So there's going to be an enormous amount of in sync and backstreet uh, prob- because I'm, I don't dislike NSYNC, but I'm definitely more backstreet. So there's going to be a little bit more backstreet. I've even dug back before um, the Everybody album, I think. Um, so we're going to go like 97 and some other bands around that time. They were brothers. You know who they are. All the way up through One Direction. No BTS, but... If there's a boy band that had a hit over the last 20-some years, we're going to play those songs. Um, Even the ones that you might not think about, um, people don't really... You know, when you think boy band, oftentimes you you think of, like, white dudes. That's fine. I get it. But if you Google boy bands, you'll also come across some other bands that we're going to play over the weekend. Boys to Men, 112, B2K... So we're going to have a good weekend, and I wanted to schedule all that music for this weekend. Um, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, Adam Cassie, the executive director of Keep Toledo, Lucas County Beautiful, is on to talk about literally, I mentioned this on the air, um, when they first kicked it off on Earth Day. Basically, you pick up trash, and if you pick up more trash and litter than anybody else, you're going to win some prizes. I, I, I love it, and we'll talk to Adam, and I'll tell him and you why I love the idea on um, on multiple scales in just a couple of seconds. Some things to give you first. So Alex mentioned this show on Monday, and uh, Sex Life it's new on Netflix, and it caught my attention because... I love the actress. I was a big fan of hers. She was in the show Person of Interest um, that I watched for quite some time. That show is created by uh, Jonathan Nolan. I think that's brother of Christopher Nolan, and that's why I pulled the string to follow the string to that show. Great show on CBS. Uh, One of the guys from Lost. It's uh, Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus and apparently is a wild, mega QAnon guy. But the show is great. Uh, Sarah Shahi was the the female actress on the show, and Alex, you might have caught him on. They said sex life, and she talked about how raunchy it is. And um, I was like, is she naked? So yes, I'm going to see the attractive girl undressed on Netflix. So I watched I watched half of the first episode, and then I scrolled through for the nudity and sex scenes. And I should have I didn't say this uh, on the air today, but the guy that I think is her real life boyfriend who plays her ex in the show, his abs have abs. His veins, his muscle veins have veins. Um, And if you took The Bachelor Shows and Sex in the City and they had a baby, I think it would be this. And I also want to tell um, her husband in the show, Cooper, that he should have listened to the Kid Leroy song, Without You, 
and he might not have settled down with uh, Sarah Shahi's character, Billy. You can't make a wife out of a hoe. No. Um, but it was a little interesting, and it also, in watching it, knowing that it's available just on, on Netflix, and anybody has access to Netflix unless you've activated your parental controls, watching it reminded me, or took me back to a time in the, in the 90s when um, you waited for that once or twice a year free trial of HBO or Cinemax where you're flipping through the remote control, there's nothing on, and then you see that Cinemax or HBO is available and it's 11.30 or 11.30 at night or 1 o'clock in the morning and you're like, this is when the good stuff comes on. And you're like, oh. And back then, you know, there wasn't as much porn on the internet. So, like, seeing naked people on your television was just wild to see you know 13 14 15 year old teenage eric was like this is amazing mom we have to get hbo and that never happened because we we did basic cable um and i realize that's very different now for your kids being able to flip something like that on because like you can find naked people just about anywhere with a couple of clicks um so just be careful if they have access to your netflix they might flip on to that. And I would also like to know if the show Sex Life with Sarah Shahi has, um, does it have more graphic sex and nudity than Bridgerton, which I've never watched. And I know that there's a better hook there with it being a, a period drama than this uh, modern and contemporary real life situation with a, uh, here, here's the, this woman is, um, she's a mom now with two kids, a a literally perfect husband and a perfect life, house, everything, except she missed her life when she was sleeping with lots of people. And um, to give you some insight from me on that, I never called anybody like that the W word or anything like that. If you want to go around, and, and I even find like promiscuous. Um, I know that is a pejorative word. I don't use it that way. If you want to have a lot of sex partners, fine. As long as you're being safe, have at it. Because to me, sex was just a, a physical activity that you, you, you know, you're going you're gonna to work out with somebody. You're going to play basketball with somebody or whatever it may be. It's an activity you do with somebody else that brings hopefully both of you pleasure. And it can be purely a physical activity. And you hope, most people hope, that it's an activity that's part of a loving relationship. But not for everybody, including for me for a long, long time. Um, and this woman would like to go back to, or at least she misses, that part of her life now that she has transitioned away from that into the perfect life. Um, some other things to get to. And at the end of this podcast, or the end of this monologue thing, before we get to Adam from uh, Keith Toledo, Lucas County Beautiful. I have some Loki spoilers, okay? Uh, well, it, it, theories. And I know we all got wrapped up in WandaVision theories, but I think this one's going to be dead on, but we'll see. Um, your dog license, it was due to be renewed for the next year today. It got the bu- It was originally supposed to be like it normally is, like the end of January, but because of everything still going on, it got bumped back till now. So do your dog license. There is going to be a late fee at this point. And I know it was more troublesome to get it this year because um, I would buy them at the library locations. Uh, Lucas County Canine Care and Control and the county um, 
who wants you to have that dog license to keep track of your dog and whatnot, work the library system, and usually you could buy the, the licenses and the tags at libraries. Not this year for, again, obvious pandemic reasons. Um, but get your dog license. If for no other reason than that money, a lot of that money goes to Lucas County Canine Care and Control um, to help them do what they do with lots of pets. Speaking of pets, the third one, do I get faith? I hope some people, after I have given her a lot of social media love, have submitted applications. Um, I don't need her. I would take her. I have some doubts and some things that need, some concerns that need to be assuaged, and I'm going to work on those on Saturday. Faith, the little blind dog, came over to visit Monday night, and it was all kinds of barking and chaos and ditty like I mean, there was no aggressiveness. Um, but I'd like to see, she's going to come back over, and I'm going to keep her for a good portion of the day on Saturday. And I want to see how the three of them get along, like, when the novelty and the newness has worn off. Um, people that come to my house, Diddy loses his mind, barks and wants to play and so social, and then in a half an hour, he doesn't even know that you're there. So I want to see what a three-dog life would be once everybody chills out. And, um, you know, I've been looking for a third dog. Um, I never thought I'd get a dog smaller than Andre. The third dog I would want to be no bigger than Diddy. He's about 30 pounds because that's a lot of dog to walk. But Faith is like 10 pounds. And I could literally just put her outside and she doesn't necessarily need a walk. So I'm not yes. I'm not no. I would adopt her, but I still need to gather more information. I'll do that Saturday. Friday, fireworks, downtown Toledo. Um, Let me give you, I'm going to be at the Renaissance for, uh, it doesn't have a name, but it's going to be a family-friendly fireworks festival. If you go to Q1055.com before um, today, Wednesday at midnight, 1159, you can get in the running for a hotel room to watch the fireworks and Imagination Station tickets, Q1055.com. But I'll be out there in the afternoon and evening. Um, with Ashley, you remember her from the podcast at the hotel. They've got a lot of things going on, food trucks, very family-friendly stuff, uh, some face painting, and a lot more things going on there. For fireworks, for city stuff, 4 o'clock, there are vaccines available at Glass City Metro Park and Promenade Park. The food trucks open at both places. 5 o'clock, I don't know who's going to be there. 7.05, first pitch for the Mud Hens, who will not have fireworks. They ran into the same vendor problems that the city did, but it would be redundant for them to have fireworks, and then a little bit later, over the river fireworks. Um, let's see, 9 o'clock, Summit Street and MLK Bridge, Cherry Street Bridge will close. Athens Wheeler, that's my friend Dorothy from Good Grief. Um, they're going to be performing at Hensville. There will be live music all this weekend at Hensville. If I, I might be wrong, but I think this is the first live performance since everything at Hensville. So, Dorothy, no pressure. Athens Wheeler, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Uh, fireworks will begin. Enjoy that. And I hope to be... They, I, I've read something for a couple of weeks now. The city said they'd like everybody downtown by 9 o'clock. I'd like to be well on my way home before 9 o'clock. Um, there's bridges downtown. The Roche DeBuff Bridge. Did I say that right? I think it's Waterville or White House. It's a river that goes over um, the Maumee, and it went up for auction today. And I've mentioned this a couple of times here on the podcast and on, on the air as well. You could have bought that thing for a dollar. Now, the only thing is you have to maintain it 
and keep it structurally sound and you get the area around it. So basically, it's yours, but you've got to keep it up. Now, can't have any kind of like terrible situation where the bridge would crumble and be, become destroyed. Um, and today it was auctioned off. Any idea how much it went for? I'll give you a second. Uh, I think her name was Sarah. Hold on. Sarah Heidelberg. Uh, she purchased the bridge, and this is from uh, the Blade at Toledo News. Sarah Heidelberg is still a little excited after paying $6,500 for the Roche de Buff Bridge. She plans to donate the site for conservation. So, who's she going to? So, uh, so, she paid for it. So, she's going to donate it to, I, I'm curious to see who, because then they will likely be required to um, pay to maintain it, unless Sarah has a lot of resources. Um, the Ironwood Community Garden is looking for some hands Friday night from 6 to 8 to help clean that place up because I believe next weekend is another Urban Beat. I think I, or is it Metro Beat? Um, it is another Urban Farm self-guided tour all over the area. Like Sophia Cantero, they've got an Urban Garden. Um, the Balance Farms might be part of this, but it's a self-guided tour at Toledo City Urban Farms and the Ironwood Community Garden is one of those places. They're going to happen, if you miss the one next weekend, and I'm pretty sure it's the first weekend of every month through the summer. So we, we had one in June, next weekend, and then there should be one more in August. And maybe they'll continue, Metro Beat or Urban Beat. It's one of those. But Ironwood Community Gardens is looking for a hand over on the east side, maybe before you do fireworks. And Loki stuff. You've been warned before we get to Adam Adam Cassie here. Um, so we got to the fourth episode. I've already watched it. And again, you've been warned. Spoilers. Like with WandaVit, I mean, there's always theories for, for everything. That's, the, that's what these shows hope for. They want memes and they want people to theorize and create internet discussion. Rabid internet discussion. And many people thought that the villain Mephisto, kind of like the Marvel's devil, was uh, responsible or the villain in WandaVision. Didn't happen to play out. In fact, the villain was right before our eyes the whole time. Pretty much the same thing for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, The character that uh, Emily Van Camp was playing was... Who was the guy? I forget who the character was, but she was it all along. And we, we kind of suspected that one. There's lots of theories um, as to who is the big bad behind the TVA and now that they've been uncovered as kind of frauds or the timekeepers, I told you spoilers, are just androids, um, soulless robots. It's kind of a Wizard of Oz scene in this fourth episode of Loki. And I read something after I came up with this theory, after doing some reading, that it could be some other potentials, but all things seem to be pointing towards Kang the Conqueror, which is a, I believe, the child of Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four, which will inevitably be in the the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, And it looks like, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe we're wrong, but it looks like the next big bad, and I hope this doesn't get dragged out over 20 movies, is Kang the Conqueror. And again, that is Nathaniel Richards. The, uh, I think an offspring of Reed Richards, but this character is from like the 30th century and Kang the Conqueror travels through time, which 
has been a big theme of the Loki series. So two things jumped out at me, aside from the rumors and the fact that um, Jonathan Majors, I forget what he's from, something over the last year, he has been cast, not officially, but everything says he has been cast as Kang the Conqueror, and that character will make its debut in the next uh, Ant-Man movie, which is Ant-Man and like Quantum Mania or something. So that character would have to be introduced potentially before that movie so he can be the big bad for that and beyond. But um, obviously time travel, so that connection is there. Um, the the actor has been cast, the role has been cast, and people pointed out that the timekeepers, when they were shown in the Loki show, they kind of look like Kang, just a little bit, same kind of helmet. And in this episode, the one who gets beheaded, sitting at the highest chair, definitely looks like Kang the Conqueror. So look him up or hopefully you can make that connection now that I pass it along. And then there's one more thing. Again, there's just a couple of things here and they could all be misdirection and I and everybody else who's theorizing this could be completely off. And maybe Loki is his own villain. I don't know. Um, The strongest thing that I fell on was who introduced, like how did we get Thanos? And the Avengers... When Loki was sent to destroy New York with the Chitari, and that, I believe, in the end credits scene, we got to see Thanos. So Loki was the direct connection to Thanos. So maybe Marvel is going down that path again, and Loki will be the connection and unlock or unleash or be our entrance to the next big bad, which is Kang the Conqueror. So... That's my theory. Let me check my notes to make sure there wasn't anything else in there. The lizards look like him. It's all about time with Loki. And um, Loki introduced us to Thanos, so maybe he will once again be the gateway into the next MCU big bad overarching villain. Um, Adam Cassie from Keep Toledo, Lucas County Beautiful to talk about the Litter League, which you really need to know about. And at the very least, if you don't want to pick anything up, if you don't want to be a team like Adam's going to talk about, please... Don't don't drop trash on the ground. Find the trash can. And I wanted to mention this to Adam, but I didn't want to make the interview any longer. There's nothing that irritates me. Well, I don't want you to throw anything on the ground. Find a trash can. But I get really irked if you try to stuff something weekly in an overfilled trash can. One, hold on to it. Or two, I know it's dirty, but find a way to fit it into that trash can with, without making other things fall out. Okay, let's bring in Adam Cassie, Executive Director of Keep Toledo, Lucas County Beautiful. Well, thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Uh, I'm recording now, so we're, we're good to go here. Um, we met, I think, a couple of Jeep Fests ago. Do you recall that? Yeah, yeah, sure do. Yeah. Uh, we were helping them with recycling for that event, and we'll be back at the one coming up this year. Yeah, if I could take a couple of uh, questions at the end here, we could talk a little bit about that as well. But I know um, we're uh, here to talk about Litter League, which I've been following from the very first press conference. I, I love the idea. It's some of my favorite things. Baseball, stats and leaderboards, and this is going to sound weird, but I enjoy picking up trash because I pick up after my dogs all over the neighborhood, and when I see trash, I try to grab it. So tell me how this idea of Litter League came, came about. Right. So Keep America Beautiful is our, our national organization. We keep an eye on what other affiliates are doing. And some of them have tried this competitive 
litter cleanup program. And we thought that was a good idea. And who better to partner with in the community uh, than the Mud Hens? And it has kind of two goals for me. Uh, one is typically we would engage with about 3,000 volunteers every summer doing litter cleanups already. Uh, but it was all very independent of each other. And it's very hard to track. So we wanted to bring them all under one umbrella, kind of one program. That way we can better recognize those groups in the community that are doing a good job, that are out there cleaning up litter. Uh, but then also we can make it a competition and get some excitement about it and hopefully then encourage other teams and other groups and other organizations to join in as well. And we've seen that already happening. Some groups, some teams that haven't volunteered with us in the past have jumped on board and are doing fantastic getting out there and cleaning up the community. How long does the competition run? Are we like midway through it at this point to uh, win some of the prizes that the Mud Hens have up, up for grabs? Yeah, so we are about halfway through now. We announced it on Earth Day, so April 22nd, and started the first weekend in May. Uh, And the official end date will be August 29th, which is when we have the end-of-season celebration over at uh, Toledo Mud Hens game. Do you know off the top of your head who's atop the leaderboard? Do they have any fun names like you're doing fantasy sports or anything like that? Right, so we've got a couple of good names in right now. The the Tarda Trash Troop, I think, is right now in the lead. Uh, we've got a group over doing the Inglewood Beautification Squad. They've got about 60 bags of garbage that they've collected. Uh, the... Uh, let's see a couple other ones we've got two groups that wanted to be called trash pandas i, I find oh, that's i find good. that fun <laughs> we, we can, do, uh, we can so, do trash panda a and trash panda b yeah we divide them by zip code so trash pandas 43604 versus trash pandas 43612 so how and can- right now we've got over 56 teams registered that's great and as of today we've collected 526 bags of litter awesome this is such a great idea like you talked about the competitive nature of it and you know i am a big believer i I like to pick up litter i learned uh like when we were all in elementary school like don't throw it on the ground put it in the trash can how does how does all this litter wind up where it is where we need an effort like this for people to go around and pick it up what can people do i guess to be preventative when it comes to to litter right so of course the first thing is don't litter. Yes. Uh, try. And, and you know what? And there's research out there that says that people who do litter don't understand how socially unacceptable it is. So I tell people, don't be that person. Don't be that person that thinks it's socially acceptable to litter. Uh, it's really not. But there's also other research that says people are more likely to litter in an area that is already littered. Sure. Drive around right now, 475 or 75, get off on some of those on-ramps, off-ramps, and look around. And, you know, people see the, all the litter there and say, what's one more McDonald's wrapper or plastic bag or even face mask? Uh, we've seen a lot right now. So that's, one, that's kind of the end goal of the Toledo Litter League, not to just go out there and pick up litter but to make a culture shift in Toledo and the rest of Lucas County that shows that we take pride in our neighborhoods and our roads and our streets, and it is socially unacceptable. And if we get all of those areas clean, then hopefully people are less likely to litter. Uh, They can see that, you know, people are taking pride and and want to keep their neighborhoods clean and will be less likely to litter Uh, because there is, you know, a litter problem. And obviously that the problem, uh, has environmental impact. Yeah. You know, right now uh, it's estimated there's 30,000 particles of plastic in Lake Erie per square mile. 
And all of that is then flowing into Lake Ontario and then out in the ocean. And it's hard to go on social media or the news and not see all of the issues that litter causes for our marine life and our bird life and things like that. But we're finding that it's not just animals that are having a problem. It's humans as well. The, the statistic right now is we consume a credit card's worth of plastic every week. Humans do. Uh, and then that's from microplastics in our water and in our food. And those microplastics are getting there because of litter. Yeah, it causes all kinds of problems. I know a couple of years ago, I do uh, work with um, AFSP, the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. And a couple of years ago, we decided to stop doing balloons, um, releasing yeah. them because that became an, an economical, uh, sorry, an environmental problem that we long overlooked. So yeah, it's it's obviously ugly and hideous to look at. It's 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 an eyesore in our neighborhoods, but also it can be a planet sore. And like you just said, it gets back into our, into our bodies. How can people, right. whether it's teams or just individuals, get in involved and get on this leaderboard and maybe win some prizes yeah we've actually got a couple of teams that really are just an individual or two uh, you mentioned going for a walk with your dog and pick up litter along the way we've got a, pe- a few groups on the leaderboard that are just uh you know a household a husband and wife a single person that is doing the work so why not get you know recognized for the good work that you're doing and maybe you're not going to win the, the free tickets to the Mudhead game. Uh, those go to the top two teams. But after two cleanups, you get, you get a free T-shirt. After five cleanups, you get a free reusable water bottle to try to get rid of some of those single-use water bottles. Um, and anybody can go ahead on our website, which is our initials for Keep Toledo, Lucas County Beautiful, so ktlcb.org. And there's a link right there to the Litter League. Come up with a fun name. Uh, and and get registered. There's a short uh, safety briefing that you have to go through. A captain's meeting is what we're calling them. And those are our online. And then you're set to go. We'll provide all the bags, all the litter tongs, all the gloves. That way you've got the logistics taken care of. We just need the, the volunteers out there doing the hard work. How can people pick that stuff up? I was going to ask you about the, uh, there is a certain bag you'd like people to use, correct? Yeah, we provide a, a pretty heavy-duty white bag that's got our name on it. That way, as uh, the city of Toledo, who we've been partnering with them, and they're doing a lot of the picking up of bags after the litter cleanups happen, uh, they know what bags they're looking for and, and where to grab them. Can you, so can you just leave it outside and they'll come pick it up, or do you have to take that bag somewhere? Nope. You uh, report back to me. There's a whole report form to fill out after your, your cleanup that tells us how many bags you collected, if you found any bulky items, you know, we want to be aware of, did you find a mattress or a TV or a tire? Because we can get those taken care of as well. And once I have an intersection of where all your bags are or an address, then we coordinate with the appropriate people to go and get those cleaned up. So, you know, again, taking care of as much of the logistics as we can to make it easy for groups to go out there and do the litter picking up. Not that I want to call anybody out, but I guess I'll be calling them out. Would you, uh, let's say a team wants to get going and catch up in the standings fairly quickly or just really just help out. Um, I know the the area is pretty easy to get around. We go to different parts of town. Is there a spot or a a problem area where people should focus or you just repeatedly get um, trash offenders at and we'd really like to clean that area of town up? Right. So part of the competition is by zip code. So we want people to kind of stay in their neighborhood, take uh, pride in in their local community. 
but a lot of teams do reach out to us and say, you know, within my zip code, where's a, a, an area to focus on? And chances are, I, I'd say, well, you know, on your way home from work today, keep an eye out, and then chances are you're going to find it. Uh, because once you start looking around, you'll notice that, it, it, that it's just everywhere. Uh, so a lot of times these groups are finding their own locations, but we're always able to give some suggestions as well. And there, there's definitely trouble spots. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not just a Toledo issue. This program is countywide. We've got a good team over in Oregon, another one down in Maumee. Uh, I'm still looking for a team over in Sylvania. I know they've got litter over there, but we haven't got any good teams from that direction of town. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's, there's always suggestions that we can give. All right. Need some, need some teams out in Sylvania. Anything. Uh, so I live four, three, <laughs> I live four, three, six, one, five. My neighborhoods, you just had me do my drive home. My neighborhood's pretty neat and clean over by uh, home Depot, but I drive airport and airport from like burn to uh, past Reynolds near a core. So I could probably do some picking up in there, but I don't know if that's necessarily still my zip code. That might be one, four. Do either of those numbers ring in any bells for you? Right. Well, I know we've got some some teams over that way, uh, and you know, anywhere you're finding lots of shopping going yeah, on, yeah. Um, you know, you're going to find the plastic bags in the in the you know next yard over or wherever there's a ditch. Uh, so we get a lot of calls, a lot of people talking to us about you know the local Kroger, or Walmart, or wherever it might be. Uh, so a lot of those shopping areas, once you're looking at at airport and things like that, you're you're going to find some some problems. Well, I absolutely love this idea of the Litter League because if I would have been sitting around in this brainstorming meeting with you guys and it's like, hey, let's get people to clean up their own trash. And you know what? They might not just not, they might not do that. Let's give them some mud hens tickets and some other prizes. Like get other people to do your work for you. I love the idea. <laughs> that is the, the goal. I mean, there's a lot of people out there looking for, for service opportunities and ways to give back. And here's a fun way to do it. And, you know, good things are coming to Toledo. I, I say that all the time. We've got, uh, you mentioned Jeep Fest. That's coming back this year. And Solheim Cup, obviously, is the big project, uh, the big event coming. And, uh, you know, we we talked about the environmental aspect, but there's definitely an economic aspect. When somebody looks to a, a city to move to or bring business to or be a tourist, cleanliness is one aspect that they look at. And, you know, I think our litter is holding us back. And, also, just in neighborhoods, uh, you know, for for neighborhood pride and uh, a sense of community. Who wants who wants litter? Uh, you know, every time they they go outside. I mean, it's one of the uh, so hallmarks. There, there is. It's one of the things we learned as a kid. Like you talk about, there's a there's a, a social stigma against it. To me, I guess I would equate it a little bit to, and I don't think you are, but I would equate it to smoking. Like if I see somebody throw a wrapper, not in a trash can or something, like I, I give them a look. It's one of the things that you learn as a kid. Look both ways when you cross the street and find a trash can. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and and smoking, right. Uh still the number one littered item. I mean, I know really? that's small, but uh cigarette butts are still the number one most littered item. Uh and I kind of thought, you know, by the time my generation is as, as old as it is, it, we wouldn't be dealing with the, that as nearly as much as we are, but uh, it's still out there and pretty prevalent. Yeah, and you're, you're right. You mentioned it. Uh, I see it all over when I'm walking wherever. Uh, the discarded masks, they almost become a part of people's landscaping now with how quickly they get buried into the ground. But obviously people are tossing them if they're disposable. And yeah, we see them everywhere now. How 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 the world has changed in a year. Right, right. Um, thanks yeah, for the time. Yeah. If I could ask, if I could wrap up with this, tell me what you guys have lined up for Jeep Fest, which is now just a little over a month away. 
Right. So back in 2019, when we had events, uh, one thing that we got into here at Keep Toledo Lucas County Beautiful was helping events recycle. And, you know, reducing litter is one part of the puzzle, but we want to reduce, reuse, recycle as well. And when you get Jeep Fest, 80,000 people come to, to Toledo for Jeep Fest. Well, there's not public space recycling available in downtown Toledo or Sylvania or Perrysburg or Maumee, for that matter. And when you've got 80,000 people throwing away water bottles and pop cans, that can have a pretty big impact on our landfill and on our environment. So we want to capture all of those recyclables and get them to the right location. So GFS was a great partnership that we started. We'll be back uh, this coming year again out there. We are still looking for volunteers to go around and um, service those recycling containers, keep an eye on them, make sure they're not overflowing. Volunteer opportunities, we, we take those on our website as well. Um, We'll be at uh, Solheim as well as Marathon Classic uh, doing some volunteer uh, opportunities at those events as well. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I want to get to all those big events and make sure they're, you know, being sustainable and, and being good stewards of our environment when they're here in town as well. What's the number one recycling mistake that people make that might make your blood boil? <laughs> plastic bags. I have more conversations about plastic bags than anything else. Uh, if you put your recyclables in a plastic bag and then put that in the recycling container, well, all those recyclables are now trapped inside that plastic bag. Mm. And when they get to the recycling facility, they don't come out. They they just get snagged uh, as something that's not supposed to be there and put in the pile that goes back to the landfill. So if you're putting your recyclables in a bag, uh, don't do it. They need to be loose so they can be sorted properly. And then if you're just trying to recycle your plastic bags in your recycling container, uh, that gets to the recycling facility and clogs up all the machinery causes a lot of problems uh obviously you can recycle plastic bags and plastic film but you have to take it back to your grocery store at the front when you're walking in there's a place for plastic film doesn't go in your recycling container got it plastic bags okay well i'm sure i'll run into you with all these events coming up and thanks for taking a couple of minutes and uh i love the litter league it's a great idea and good luck to the winners hey thanks appreciate your time and uh we'll see you we'll see you down the road thanks adam take care